What's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Top Podcast. I am your host, Michael Jordan. No, I don't play basketball. Today, I'm joined with a, with a guy that I've been following for years. I mean, years and years. And even throughout all of my different social media purges, and I, I purge often because I can't stand social media. <laughs> so he, he's made the cut. I, even, I cut fitness influencers all the time simply because they do a lot of craziness. And I don't want to really want to do craziness. I just want to learn some stuff. So I started following when you were the movement coach. And now you've changed to, to Coach Josh Evans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going well, man. I mean, I uh, took the jump in, in maybe 2018 with my own business and the movement coach. And, you know, ran that for a couple of years, built a pretty nice following. Appreciate you for, for all your support over the years. I'm, I'm yeah. stoked that I was able to make the cut. It means I must be doing something right. Uh, yeah. And uh, from there, you know, decided to shift over to a more personalized brand for myself, my lifestyle, shed a little more of my expertise instead of, you know, just the normal workout circuits that you get, you know, from a lot of social media influencers or like advertising plugs. I wanted people to hear a lot about uh, my mindset around, you know, everything from training to nutrition to, you know, the mindset of becoming a healthier person uh, recovery, like meditation and sleep. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that I've been able to have the platform I have come on platforms like your own. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you you coming on, man. Cause I, you know, I took a stab in the dark when I asked you, cause obviously you, you never know. Hey, you got, you listen, you gotta, you gotta be able to take that jump though. If you want to be successful, right. And, and go out there and, and manifest the opportunities that you want available to you. And, if you don't ask, you don't get it. And like I said, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's let's get into this. Uh, the mace, right? The the mace workouts. I used to watch them all the time because when I first started my fitness journey, it was in my bedroom, just over there, and I had two kettlebells. I used to do kettlebells as well. Then I saw you with a mace. I was like, how do I get that to Barbados? And I'm not talking about <laughs> a mace like medieval weapons right mm. although it could be used as a weapon well that's where they started right in india they started as a uh, as an ancient training tool so that you know warriors could get stronger with swords oh yeah. see i didn't even know that i just saw a mace i was like i know this from movies they, they kill people with these things mm-hmm. this doesn't have spikes mm-hmm. so how 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 did you you know where did you learn about that how do you pick that up how do you incorporate that yeah, actually, uh, great question. Really interesting story there. So uh, my background early in my career was in strength and conditioning, uh, specifically in college athletics, right? So I worked with Division One football and lacrosse teams, soccer teams, basketball, pretty much any uh, Division One athletic sport that you could imagine participating in. I helped coach. Uh, from there, I went into competitive powerlifting uh, in my master's degree i really dove into powerlifting that's what a lot of the people were researching uh in my program so i dove head first into there but i found that i was really stiff i was strong as hell i mean i could pull anything off the floor uh but i was i didn't have any mobility i didn't have anything right uh other than that strength so when i started working at uh, a corporate gym probably the nicest luxury corporate gym in the world equinox they, I was I've working, heard of that. 
yeah, I was working with general population people. So I wasn't working with athletes anywhere. I, I wasn't working with people who were, you know, gifted from God with, with this athletic ability and all they had to do out there was put in the work and, and be able to express it. I was working with people who were, you know, nine to five or CEOs, house moms who were sitting a lot, who were also stiff. And I didn't, I didn't have a way to help them get past that. So I went to uh, a good friend of mine who, who's still in Miami. Uh, his name's Kavon Daly at Daily Fitness on Instagram. He's a great guy. My mentor early in my career, he really introduced me into the world of what I guess we would call unconventional training, right? So that would be, you know, body weight stuff like animal flow. Uh, that's really where I got my introduction into unconventional training. But then he he picked up uh, a steel club one day. He's like, oh, come do this steel club workout with me. And he's super fit, super athletic, but I always thought of myself to be kind of right where he is until I picked up this club with him. And he was looking smooth, controlled, like it was very fluid. And I, I went back and looked at the video that I filmed of us of myself. And I was like, all janky, moving around like a robot. <laughs> and like after I'm like, man, that, like, that jacked up my shoulders. It's like, well, it shouldn't. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you should have the ability to be able to do whatever I'm able to do. You're 10 years younger than I am, per se. And, uh, you know, that's when I really opened my eyes. Like, okay, great. Like, absolute strength is one thing, but positional strength is a whole nother, right? Having the ability to move in certain positions with strength and grace and, and dynamic ability is a whole nother animal. So I started out with animal flow and a little bit of the steel club, and then I saw him pick up the mace. And I saw people, uh, you know, on social media, just like yourself, like Eric Melland, Isik, uh, used to be with Onnit Academy, now owns his own company, uh, Viking Ninja, and some other people. I was like, man, that, that tool looks badass. So I picked up one of those and, and same thing happened, right? I started swinging around that. It's just a longer level uh, dumbbell or kettlebell, essentially, right? That's all a steel mace is. Yeah. And same, same thing. I was like, man, I'm real like, I'm real rusty with this. It's, this doesn't feel good. It's not like I'm just picking up a deadlift, a bar like a deadlift. Once I started playing around with it more, I was like, man, I fell in love with it, right? It's like so, so versatile of a tool. I mean, you know that better than anybody now, right? It's yeah, yeah, I've been, I've just, been watching for a long time. Just how much you can do with it and, and how exposed moving with the steel mace can, can make you, right? Like I was able to learn so much about my deficiencies just as much as i was able to like pour into my ego and say yeah you can still you know be strong as fuck but right. i wasn't getting that positional strength that i knew i needed to be you know the athletic person that i wanted to be so that's yeah, I, my journey with steel mace I, I get that because i was super skinny uh six six hundred twenty five pounds and i, I was just I was obsessed six, about 125 that's no, I was blowing. I was literally blowing in the wind. I mean, like the wind, <laughs> it, it was nuts. And I'm from the '90s, so mm -hmm. we wear super big clothes. Yeah. So I literally used to blow in the wind, and I was just obsessed with getting bigger and stronger, and bigger and stronger, and bigger and stronger. Mm -hmm. And I got like two years into my actual fitness journey because I was pushing it off for a long time. I got like really good genes, so my grandfather and my father are stupid strong. So I was strong for my size. But overall not too strong mm. so then it's only like after like two years or so into my fitness journey where i was like okay i can pull 300 in a deadlift at six squat. six that's good <laughs> i can do you know 245 squat but the issue was always my hip and my ankles mm. 
that was always my issue. And I got to a point where I actually jacked up my knees completely. Like my knees were shot completely. And it's only now after like a year and a half, two years afterwards, I can start, I can crouch properly. I got the, the ankle mobility. I got the, the hip mobility. And that's from like kettlebells and swings mm-hmm. and all like my shoulders. I have a eight pound mallet. Oh, great. That I kind of use like the mace. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of swing it around sometimes and it's, nice. it's, it's not easy. It, it, it hurts. <laughs> it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So I get the, the, uh, the mobility part is very, very important. A lot of people don't like if do you ever go to the gym? Obviously, you're a coach, but do you ever go to the gym? You see somebody just doing something completely off, and you're like, I want to help you, but I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> uh sometimes, sometimes for sure, but uh, I'm I'm more than willing to be it depends on the person, right? If I know that they're not very perceptive towards uh feedback then you know i have to kind of take that for what it is like you you can you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink right so if i go up and i offer you some advice on something that i feel i'm much more qualified than you are to to talk about and you're willing to accept that advice great uh you know being on south beach where i was that wasn't you know always the case early in my career a lot of you know a lot of meatheads there and the type <laughs> yeah, of tra- yeah yeah type of training i do is not very meathead ish right some meat no, it's not. some you know i still lift heavy i still use dumbbells i still use you know heavy weight but it's a very unconventional way in which i think about training and uh that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way they didn't necessarily want to hear that like hey maybe you should get off that foam roller for 30 minutes and actually move your body in order to get better um maybe you shouldn't be doing like lat pull down behind your neck because you're uh, it's already forward um, i don't do it man but for the people that want uh want some advice like i'm i'm always more than willing uh to help them because i knew early on in my career i needed a lot of help right like i started i started training when i was 13 and i 1000% wouldn't be where I am today in my own fitness journey if it weren't for uh, the guy who was overseeing the, the high school gym that I was at. His name is Thomas here. And I really, you know, give him a lot of credit for getting me started in my career in, inside of a gym was because, you know, I saw the value of getting coached one on one. I saw the value of getting quality feedback from people, even though obviously my expertise is different than, you know, where he was at. We were just like pushing around a lot of weight back then, but the concepts still say the same, right? I was, I was thirsty for quality help, right? Thirsty for someone to just give me that push, give me that guidance I needed. And if he wasn't there, I can guarantee you, I wouldn't have been able to be where I am today, helping so many people with my, with my own podcast, sweat it out and with my coaching business. Um, how 13 is young goes. 13 oh, is young yeah what what made you start at 13 that's young i was a i was a chubby fat kid and i was you know i'm i'm not six six like you i'm five <laughs> ten and five ten and a half on a good day uh <laughs> and i got up to 230 pounds in high school i come from a very rural blue collar area of uh upstate new york you know a lot of construction workers a lot of you know people that drink heavy and eat fried food and you know, nutrition is never on the forefront of anyone's mind up there. So I gained a lot of weight in high school. And uh, because of that, I got picked on a lot, you know, uh, bullied 
to the point where like I didn't want to be around any. You know, it was like a bad time. And you know, sports was my one out. You know, I wasn't the fastest kid. I wasn't the strongest kid. I wasn't the most athletic. And nobody was gonna outwork me. You know, so yeah. that was that was always the outlet I had. I knew no matter what, I was gonna succeed in that because I didn't have all the physical attributes, but I was gonna work harder than anybody. The gym became another one of those outlets for me, right? Another place where I could go where I was good at something, right? But there was always still a little bit of room for improvement, which like I desperately need in my life. I'm one of those people that, you know, no matter how successful I am, I'm always looking at the stuff I'm doing poorly at and focusing on that and get better. The training gave me a way to, to understand incremental improvement, right? I didn't need to hit a home run every time. I could hit singles and still produce runs, right? I could, you know, bump up the weight five pounds, maybe not 30 pounds, and I would still, you know, see that as progress. And that really catapulted me into, you know, having a successful career in fitness and, you know, a healthy life. Uh, I always say about fitness is the one of the few areas that the work that you put in is directly proportional to the result that you get out. One of the very few areas, because there's a lot of areas that you can work super hard and you can, it just doesn't happen for you. But if you stay consistent with working out and fitness and training, that result is going to be equal to, to what you put in. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, I got a lot of that. I used to get a lot of that um, throughout the years, but I never stuck to anything. So I played basketball, badminton, mm -hmm. table tennis, you know, cricket. Uh, I didn't mess with soccer, as you would call it. Uh, no. <laughs> but um, I, would, I would lose or get beat. And then I would, I was like, nah, can't do it. <laughs> and I would go and I would play and train and train and come back and beat that person like, ah, it's good now. So I, I get that. The gym was also somewhere that I, that I um, put a lot of my emotions and stuff into. So like, if I can't process something, I go work out. If I'm super angry, I go work out. If I'm stressed, I go work out. If I need to figure out something, I go work out. So it's over time, it just became a part of me where in order for me to function, like in my the rest of my day, I need I need fitness <laughs> to some mm -hmm. to some degree. I need to move to some degree. So um why is that? Because obviously you told us about your trajectory to you know where you are now, but what was the defining factor to say, you know what? I want to help people. Like I, I want people to feel what I feel when I do this. I mean, it started a great question. It started early in high school, right? When I was getting picked on, I, I was miserable, right? I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel good about the environment I was in, even though it wasn't a bad place to be. Um, just my scenario, right? With the people that I was surrounding myself with, right? Weren't uplifting me, right? They weren't they were motivating me for sure, right? I, I don't think I've ever been as motivated as I was back then because I wanted to get out of there because of the experience, right? Um, and I felt terrible about myself, right? The decisions I was making in order to get to where I thought I wanted to go, 
right at that current time. And I didn't want people to feel like that, right? I mean, in the moment I thought like, you know, I want to train athletes because in my head, like, and that's, you know, kind of what kicked me off into strength and conditioning was I thought, oh, if I, you know, if I train athletes and I'm fit and I, you know, you know, win a, you know, an, an American football in college, they have these like, uh, basically like consolatory games, like what we call bowl games, right? They're like the, the lower version of like a championship game, right? For the yeah. teams that don't go to the championship. For me, like, oh, if I go to one of those games and I, you know, and I'm the head strength coach and I win a bowl ring, then I can show everybody that I'm successful and that I'm doing all these things. And, you know, now that I'm like really into my career, I realized that all I really wanted to do was to help people not have to experience the same mental anguish, the same mental beating that I was giving myself because of my health, right? Because of how I felt about my body, because of how I felt about my work ethic, right? Even though I was pushing myself, I was doing all those things. I didn't feel great about what I was doing. It wasn't really making a change. Doing all of this work, right? You were kind of talking about it with sports with you, right? Doing all of this work and then I hit a barrier and I'd give up, right? And I didn't feel good about that. Um, and I wanted to help people not have that mental anguish, right? That mental beating that, that I was giving myself. Now kind of looking back on it later in my career being 12 years into, into training people and coaching people, it's, it's really allowing people to understand that they're in, uh, a, they have much greater control over their actions and their destiny, right? Than they give themselves credit for. You know, and, and that was something that I wasn't doing early in my life and something that I try to really focus on now for myself and for my clients is that, you know, the actions that you take are completely in your control, right? You might not have control over how those actions came to be, right? The environment that, that you know, dictate those actions, but you are fully in control of those actions. Dichotomy of control. Right, right. So you control what you can control and everything else can't get beat up about it. Exactly. It's yeah. hard though. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a very, it's not easy. It's, it's the most, it's honestly one of the most difficult things uh, I think you can do in life is learn how to transform uh, physical barriers that really are manifested mentally into something that's actually motivating and sustainable for you long-term, right? It's uh, what I call shifting limiting beliefs right everyone's heard of limiting beliefs but transitioning those limiting beliefs into what i call liberating truth right and if you can hmm. shift those limiting beliefs those barriers that we put in inside between our ears that you know manifest themselves in many different ways physically but really it starts between your ears if we can shift those from something that hinder our ability to even get started into something that motivates us to get started and continue on the path right? Then you're really onto something. Then you're really onto something that allows you to, to make the type of progress and, and achieve the type of goals that are worth achieving. It's funny how I didn't mention at all that my, uh, my podcast is about mindsets. And here we are talking about mindsets because mm -hmm. it, it starts here. <laughs> like this tells everything else about you what to do. So as that's great. Uh, January 1st, 2017, I looked in the mirror. I was like, I'm, I'm so sick of what I see here. And it's not just physically. 
I'm looking at a person that, you know, gives up on everything, runs away, you know, I'm sick of this. And I started push-ups and leg raises. That's legit how I started working out. Push-ups, leg raises. And listen, to this day, I still suck at push-ups. <laughs> but it's, it's just about the start because even, even back then, you know, I always had a personality. So it's, it's not like I had an issue with people around me or whatever. It's just, I just got tired of not being able to follow through with anything, even though I and everybody else around me knows that I have the potential to follow through. So I, was like, I have to pick something and stick to it because I was unemployed at the time too. I had to pick something and stick to it. So I was like, why not work on my body? Because this is something that I can, I can work on myself. I don't need outside input per se i don't i don't need anybody else to fix this i have to prove to myself that i can follow through on making this the best vessel that i could possibly have and then i just went down a rabbit hole of um you know binge watching youtube videos instagram um and that kind of segues me into into my next uh talking point is when i when i look at um over the years i've been looking at fitness influencers influencers and they always do something nuts. They're like bench pressing women or doing back flips and like throwing around ridiculous weight and all these different things. So how how is it for somebody who is just like, nah, I just I just want to help. I just want to be real. Because what I see from you is it's more realistic than. <laughs> some right. of the other stuff that I see. Mm-hmm. And obviously those things get numbers, right? Those, those things get numbers, but for somebody who is true to their path, how, how has that affected you when you look out and you see all of this wildness? Yeah, I mean, it's not always easy. You know what I mean? Social media is, uh, is a devil in itself, right? It's, uh, I agree. I feel very blessed that I use social media for my business, right? How, part of how I generate leads for my online coaching. So I kind of understand, and I've been posting for, you know, going on six or seven years now. So for me, like I've kind of gone through all the, like, those good and bad times you can have. Like, you know, I've seen my numbers raised. I've lost, you know, 2000 followers at one point. I've gained, you know, 5,000 before I've had, you know, a lot of likes, a lot of saves, a lot of share, a lot of comments. And then I've had the opposite, right? I've been like posting, I was talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday and I'm like, you know, I had this really cool post about, you know, not tracking uh, your meals on these ads, right? It's like such a waste of time. And I got- I like, actually have that as a, as a cause I, I wanted to talk about that too. Cause I, when right. I was scrolling through just for some last minute research, I saw it, I was like, hmm. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that for sure. But like, I thought that that post was going to be very popular and it's probably been one of my worst posts you know, but it's like, it's such an important thing to think about when it comes to nutrition. Everyone thinks that they need to track their meals. Everyone thinks that they need to count their calories and they don't. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill it with this post. It's going to do well. Like it's going to help. And it tanked. And I was like, what the fuck, you know, (laughs) is going on? And then I realized like, well, people like catchy stuff and this is the substance and that's kind of how it is. So the way that I kind of think about it is like, even if only 20, let's say even 20 people saw my post, right? If 
10 of those people actually took the time to pay attention to what I was saying and, and you know, saw the graphics and, and it resonated with them. Well, that's 10 more people I just set off in the regulation, right? Um, I don't have anything against the, the fitness, I love the air quotes with that, fitness influencers. I don't have any problem if you want to hawk, you know, fit tea or whatever, like you can run your business how you want to run it. I am not going to lie to people, right? I'm not going to tell them that a waist trainer is going to help them lose weight. I'm not going to tell them that doing high intensity training is the only way that you're going to get help, you know, get, get the goals that you want. I'm not even going to tell you that my programs are the only way that you're going to get these results because it's not true, right? But if you're a good fit for what I do, I can promise you, I have the blueprint to help you get to where you want to go. And I have the testimonials to back it up. And I have the, I have the research to back it up. The only thing I can do is try to put out the information that I find or that I believe is going to help the people in my community, right? People like yourself that have been following me for a long time. And as long as I'm doing my best, the best way I know how to help people in the long run, then the numbers I couldn't care about, right? Because I'm looking to change people's lives, not give them another cool thing to laugh about for five seconds, right? Sure, sometimes I will because like, I want to be funny and I think I'm funny. I mean, again, my girlfriend might not think I'm funny, but, <laughs> but I, you know, I think that through humor and through, you know, some of these more interesting quotes, maybe you draw some, some more eyes. Like if I was smashing, I've seen people like smash watermelons off their friend's abs while they're doing sit-ups and stuff, which is stupid, stupid, but draws a lot of people to your page, right? <laughs> so, okay, cool. If you're going to draw a lot of people to your page with that, I don't have a problem with it. What are you doing with that following? That's really where I, 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 tend to, uh, I tend to get frustrated with the fitness industry from a social media standpoint. But again, I also realize that without social media, I would only be reaching maybe the 35 people that I train in the gym instead of the you know, 19,000 people that I'm able to reach uh, by having my Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's an evil double-edged sword, man. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and from a consumer standpoint, right, for someone like yourself, like, the best piece of advice I could give you is, or anyone that might be listening that's in, you know, in the shoes of that person who is visually attracted to those types of posts compared to posts of substances, you know, do your research, right? Do the things that you were talking about, right? Find a bunch of different coaches on, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, in the gym, wherever it is, you might be able to get that information and do your research, right? People, people in America at least love cars, right? They will research a car for six months before they buy. It. They will know the horsepower, you know, the acceleration, every little gadget inside of it, down to like what type of lug nuts they use to bolt the engine. But when it comes to their health, right, they go with the person that has an eight pack ass, right? The person that. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, you know, she's got a big butt or he's got broad shoulders. I want that. Okay, great. But that person, you don't know how that person, they might have good genetics. They might be taking steroids. They might be, you know, they might, have, they might have worked really hard. They might really know what you're talking about, but it's a toss up if the only thing you're going off of is like the attainable goal that you want to achieve, right? I'm not a six foot six left tackle in the NFL, but I know how to train them, mm. right? because I understand the principles that go into what they need to do to do their job, right? 
like you as a podcaster, I am a podcaster, but even if I wasn't, I would understand what it takes to be a podcaster sitting at your desk a lot doing. All so what does it actually take in order to make sure that you can be an optimal human being as well as be a good podcaster, right? Or be a left tackle or be a CEO or be a house mom or house dad, whatever it may be, right? Just because I look a certain way, just because I, I do the things I do a certain way, doesn't necessarily mean they're right for you, right? Or right yeah. for somebody else. So do your research, find a quality coach, right? Who's going to tell you what you need to know, right? Give you what you need while also giving you a little bit of what you want so that you can go out there and you know be happy about doing the things while also accomplishing what you need to accomplish. Yeah, I, I started watching everybody. I, I you know, I used to follow the the super, you know, you know, those perfect looking people. I used to follow them. I was like, yeah, I want to look like that. But then mm -hmm. I started to train. I was like, I don't, I don't see this happening. Like our genetics aren't the same. Well, My even, limbs are super long. Even, Your limbs aren't that long. <laughs> right. But you can even take it for this, right? Like uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little industry secret. A lot of us bulk shoot our content, right? Like I, I shoot most of my content for the month in like one or two days, right? So for those one or two days, like you don't think that I'm gonna try to look the best I possibly can, <laughs> right? If I do a photo shoot, which I do like, you know, once every three or four months, you don't think that like for those three months, I'm getting ready for that one <laughs> three hour period of time, like so that I can look as, as best as I possibly can, of course. And so is every other fitness trainer who's on social media. So when you look at those photos or you look at those videos, like I can almost guarantee you at least half of them, right? Are probably shot at another time when they were looking at their best and they were doing their moves perfectly. And, you know, they had everything dialed in, but it's not always like that, right? And if you try to mirror where you think you need to be based on, like the way I put it is, you know, you can't base your chapter one off of someone else's chapter 10, right? you're going to set yourself up for failure that way. You have to focus on your chapter one and getting to chapter two, right? Losing that first five pounds, you know, like getting to the gym four days a week for the first two or three weeks, you know, and then focus on the other things. Yeah, but it, it's hard. It's hard as a, as a consumer because when you're looking at these things, most of them, they look great. And obviously, if, you, if you're looking for a coach or guidance, you're not going to pick the dude who might have all the knowledge in the world, but you're not really going to pick the dude if he has his knowledge and he's fat, yeah. especially for fitness. You're not going to pick him, even if he knows exactly what you need to do to get where you're going. Right. You're still going to choose the person that kind of looks like they have this knowledge. Right. And a lot of the times it's just like, you know, you, you got to be careful with right. the information that you consume. Waist trainers, they've flat tummy teas, the electro ab shocker thing. Uh, man, I lived in Miami for eight years. I've seen all of it. I had I had a person actually right before I left Miami who I wanted to get into my online coaching program. And I was like, oh, well, you know, you want to lose 10 pounds? Like, here are all these people that have lost 10 pounds with one of my programs. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go get lipo. I'm like, <laughs> But that doesn't solve that doesn't solve the issue which it made really you doesn't. put on the weight. You're just you're putting you're a band-aid. Yeah, you're gonna put it back on and more and more. Yeah. You're not taking care of the, the problem. Oh, but it's easier. Like, okay. And who said that the things that you should want in life should be easy for you? Right? But people want immediate gratification, right? They want that they, shortcut. Right. 
I care. I I could care if you came up to me and you went, oh man, you look great today. I'd be like, oh thanks, right? But if you came up to me and you went, man, I see you working hard every day. You're gonna see me. You're gonna see my blood start to get pumping, right? Because, <laughs> like, I couldn't. Yeah, are are aesthetics important to me? Sure. But hey, you my work ethic is how I define myself, right? Again, I told you earlier, like, I will outwork 95% of the people I come in contact with, right? It's just how my, men, my mindset is. And I value that, right? People acknowledging that they see me out there putting in the effort way more than I do about the results, right? Because I know that the results will come if I put in the effort. So I want to be congratulated on the shit that I know is going to move the needle, right? Not the, not the like, uh, the piece of cake at the end of the, at the end of the race, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. When I when I really started to, I remember that every Christmas period because I work in retail, we have to end up working like twelve hours a day. So I'd get home and I'd be in the gym because my gym is twenty four hours. I'd be in the gym at like eleven thirty at night. And people was like, "Are you nuts?" Because I get up at five thirty too, mm -hmm. right? So are you nuts? I was like, "Well, I have to get it in. If I don't get it in, it it harkens back to when I was just kind of not doing anything." And then it just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm cheating on myself. Mm -hmm. So I have to have to get it in. And then after a while, people was like, okay, I'm really starting to see this work that you put in. It was like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But and it's, it's more than you look good. It's like, I can see that the work that you're putting in is starting to pay off. And, and the, the, the key point that I picked up right there is that you made the time, right? You didn't try to find time. To work no, out. because if yeah. you were trying to find time to work out you would have never, never gone to the gym it. you would have never gone to the gym at 11 30 p.m right you nope. made the time to put in that work right you made the time to invest into your health and that's where people a lot of people slip up as well right is that they they're looking for all this extra time they're looking for that 25th hour in the day that's never coming right it's not there right we all you and i have the same 24 hours in the day if you take advantage of that and you make the time to succeed and I don't, right? Then that's on me. That's not on you, right? You're not doing anything different than what I'm capable of doing. I'm choosing not to do it. I'm choosing to allocate my time in a way that's not going to benefit me appropriately. Yep, that sounds about right. All right, uh, one last question before we, we wind down. Do it. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, coaching, fitness, et cetera, what are three things you, you would do? Want to do or what would I probably be doing? Three things. Want, probably three things. All right. If I wasn't in fitness, I would probably be like sitting at a desk job working for someone like JP Morgan, right? I just, I, I would always love math and science. So if I didn't take the science route, I probably would have gone the numbers route and uh, probably be like 300 pounds, to be honest. <laughs> um. I definitely want to be, uh, I want to learn how to surf. I mean, I mean, I live in Puerto Rico now, so that's something I'm def I definitely, I would love to be like a pro surfer. I thought that that would be really cool, like riding those monster waves. Like I always thought that that was super dope. Um, what's another thing I, I would want to do? Um, what's something cool that I like? Man, this is a good <laughs> question. Uh, I would like to, uh, I'd like to be one of those people that like travels around to like very uh, uh, 
unknown places and document them. I always like, I love to be outdoors. I love to hike and like, find, I like to find the local spots that no one really knows about. Not even like a lot of the locals. And then like, those are my, my places. I don't like very touristy locations. I'll, you'll never see me at a resort, like sitting on a beach drinking a Mai Tai. <laughs> uh, so I would love to do that. Like be, be like an explorer. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> Uh, any any last questions for me before we uh, wrap it up and you tell the people where they can find you and you know uh, no I just you know Michael I, I just want to say thank you you know for for having me on and, and allowing me to uh, to share my story on your platform on your podcast uh, I I really appreciate it yeah, yeah of course you know it's, uh, I've been looking in Barbados for like fitness people to speak to. But everybody's like afraid of a camera <laughs> or, you know, they just kind of shrug you off. I'm like, oh, well, you know, fine, but I will find somebody. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and you've been reaching out over the years just to like, and it's, it's, it's strange that I follow so many different people and they're not, they're not required to, but you're like probably the only person, fitness person that has reached out like, hey, I see you follow me. You know, are you interested in fitness and how's that going? I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You know, my fitness is, you know, we, we had a conversation the other day. My fitness is kind of stalling, mm-hmm. you know, due to all the pressures of, you know, our new world life. <laughs> For sure. You know, For sure. and I was like, I got to talk to him. <laughs> I got to talk to him. If, he reaches out and it's not like reach out to just be like hey uh, i got something that i can sell you right buy this it's like how are you doing like how is that going i'm like well you know it's, it's kind of going you know mm. <laughs> you know it's it's just it felt great <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you it felt great and i appreciate that you know and it it, it means a lot to me when i get feedback like that because I, I truly believe you you live your life in one of two ways, right? You live your life by taking things from others, right? And expecting other people to do things from you, or you live your life uh, down a path of service, right? Servicing others so that they can benefit, right? Because if I can make if I can make you better, right? Or just ask you how things are going, right? And, and give you a sense like someone does care, you know, even regardless of if you buy my program or not, you're investing in me because you're supporting me through my channel, right? Well, then how can I be of service to you, right? If I never ask you what, at, at, what you actually need help with, right? If I don't actually find out a little bit about you. So it's really important for me to connect with my community um, because if I don't connect with them, then how can I help? How can I help better them? How can I find out you know, what type of content you want? What type of information you desire or seek or need, right? And, and what are some of the things individually that are going on in your life, right? that differ from someone else's that are challenges for you that you, you know, you want to overcome. And if I can answer those questions for anybody that, that may be listening, that wants to reach out to me, uh, feel free, you know, like, like you know, we had that conversation the other day through Instagram. I, I want to be there to help you with whatever it may be that you're struggling with when it comes to your fitness, nutrition, mindset, uh, training, recovery, and sleep, you know, I'm here to help you and, and, in any way possible that that you may need yeah yeah i tell them where you can find you and then we'll you know we'll wrap it up yeah great pretty and i appreciate it pretty simple uh you can find me on instagram facebook tiktok youtube 
at Coach Josh Evans. If you want to listen to my podcast, I have with my co-host, Anthony Mendez. You can find us anywhere podcasts are listened to, as well as YouTube. Uh, the handle is sweatedout.podcast for social media. And you just type in Sweat It Out Podcast for YouTube and you'll find it. Yeah, I'll put it in the uh, description awesome. of the really video, podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, you. yeah, um, this is great. Thank you very much for coming on. You know, I, I appreciate that. And for you guys, you know where to find me, at Mike Off The Top, everywhere, Off The Top Media, on social, on YouTube. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. Go follow Josh. You know, great guy. Uh, listen to the podcast. I, I listened to some clips. I was like, I like this. <laughs> you know, I, I like this. So yeah, do all the fun stuff. You know, if if you listen to on a, to me on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Same for Sweat It Out Podcast. Leave a review. It really helps grow and reach more people. And you know, we all we all just trying to help in in our own unique ways. You know, so yeah, this has been another episode of the Off the Top Podcast. I am your host, Michael Jordan. No, I don't play basketball. And I'm out.